Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Sunday evening. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women that are taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a drink from Strange Brew Coffee House. Great service, great people over there at Highway 12 and on University Drive. They've been taking care of Starkville for a long, long time. Let them get your morning started the right way with an albino squirrel or a. What was that thing that Joel liked? I can't remember. The Maryland. That's what it's called. Blueberry cobbler. Blueberry cobbler. That, so was, that was Greg knows. Ellis's drink of choice back. You in know, the that's day. an ice cream now too. Is it? We should get some of that and send it to Greg. I bet he'd go. I'm crazy. sure he would love it. He would go crazy. Yeah, make it happen next time you're in Starkville or if you live here, head over to Strange Brew Coffee House. Still plenty of great national championship uh, merchandise available at College Corner, but I got to be honest, guys, it's time to start turning the page to football. So if you're if you want to get a football polo, if you're looking for something that says MSU football on it. Again, College Corner is the place to shop. The biggest and best selection of merchandise in central Mississippi. Check them out at collegecornerstore.com or head over to College Corner, one of their two locations uh, in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. Baseball, football, basketball, it doesn't matter what the sport is, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican rex- restaurant. Mexican fare. I almost called it a, res- a restaurant. That's what a Mexican restaurant. Restaurant. That sounds like it would be like a dinosaur-themed restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Big T- portions. T-Rex restaurant. Big, big portions. You know, yeah, it's like, like, a, like a huge rack of ribs like they used to have on the Flintstones, yeah. and they put it on the back of the... Like they got a steak big enough that if you eat it, you go extinct. Like the like the big Texan or whatever that steak well, I, I, is. What was it? The old 96 The old 96 Yeah. You can't eat that. It's pure fat and Nothing gristle. Nothing fat and gristle. I got a couple desserts down him. Can we get some free T-shirts for the kids? <laughs> God, I love that movie. It's so great underrated. outdoors, kids. so underrated. If you haven't seen the Great Outdoors, go look go it up. Go, Netflix go it. or somewhere. It's got to be streaming somewhere. Yeah. But that being said, humble taco. No, no old ninety six are on the menu there. But a lot of great tacos, burritos, and all sorts of Mexican classics spun out of your favorite Southern food. It's a unique menu like you won't find anywhere else. Check them out next time you're in Starville on University Drive. That's humble. Taco. I don't want to go into the uh, things that are true. And we're not there yet. I'm not ready to break that out. But we are going to talk about some things that we learned over three days of practice uh, watching Mississippi State. Robbie watched all three days. I was there the last two. And I think, you know, even though it's just short, you know, shorts and helmets, I think, even though it's just, uh, you know, the first few days, I think there are some things we can, we can go ahead and start, you know, not, maybe not definitively, but feel pretty confident about saying, and we will start with the big one. Will Rogers is starting quarterback. Yep, that, that quarterback competition that in my done. mind is over. It's done. Jack Abraham is indeed out. Uh, got a great source on that one with a concussion uh, and has been out for quite a while and no timetable on his return. And there's just no way, you know, 
A, that I think Leach would want to go with a true freshman again, and B, from what I saw in the past three days, that either one of those two guys are ready to take over. The good news for me, from my perspective, was Will Rogers still looked good. Yeah. It, so it's not like he's winning it by default. He's putting the ball in, in the good positions. He's a, he looks like a leader out there on the practice field. You should feel good about it, but this is a done deal. Will Rogers is a starting quarterback. Yeah, and that's that's no um, shot at Jack Abraham. It's just mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's unfortunate. There's, there's there's I don't think there's enough that he can do to make up this ground because right. I think they're they are comparable in a lot of ways. Um, I, I don't you know I I just don't think that he's going to be able to make up this kind of ground on Will Rogers. Rogers has been in the system now for a year. He has been with these guys. You know, I was I was talking to Jaden Wally after practice on Saturday, and just talking about their relationship. You know, they spent all summer together. Ate you know two or three meals a day with each other. They played, um, you know, they just played around on the field and threw the ball a lot all summer. That's kind of the relationship that he has. I mean, this is his team. I mean, he he is taking that leadership role. I watched him after practice when we were doing interviews, running sprints with Jalen Green and Fred Peters and Colin Duncan. I thought that was kind of a strange group, but that seems to be kind of you know some guys that have taken leadership roles. There, there's it's just an unquestioned, I guess, formality at this point that he's the guy. And I said on the last show that we had, I felt like it's best for everybody if Will Rogers comes in and just wins that job early um, for the future of Mississippi State, for the present of Mississippi State. You know, Jack Abraham is a grad transfer that that came in here that was going to provide good competition for Will Rogers, but Will Rogers has three or four more years left here, Mm -hmm. and if he wants to be the guy moving forward, he he was going to have to come in and take control now because next year it's really going to heat up with Sawyer Robertson. Mm -hmm. But after watching Sawyer Robertson and watching Will Rogers, it's night and day different and who is prepared and ready to go right now, and I feel like Will Rogers is – that that's the guy you're moving forward with. I agree with you 100. Uh, percent Rogers looks he looks completely confident there in the pocket. Uh, he's moving the offense, uh, and I think he's got. And that's to be the next thing we talk about. I feel like state skill position guys are in good shape. Uh, the obviously the name that's everybody's talking about, and we've brought it up on on your message board. And it's been brought up on social media. You know, before people get get ratted out, uh, is Makai Polk. He's yes. the guy that has sort of caught everybody's attention. I think a part of that is I, Wally is – I'm not saying Wally's limited, but he's not out there getting the reps that some of these other guys are right now. And my guess is they're just being careful with him. Makai Polk is getting reps, and he's making plays. He had at least four touchdowns in the uh, scrimmage drills this weekend. Stamp it down. His name is Money Makai. Money Makai. That is, that is my nickname for this dude. Here comes the money. Just go ahead and Shane McMahon's music whenever they get in the red zone. Money, money, because money. if it's if it's anywhere in the in the realm where he can catch it in the red zone, he's going to catch it. Mm-hmm. Great toe tapper, great in the back of the end zone. Um, that's the guy that Will Rogers was going to, and he's going to in every practice. And I don't think I've seen him make a drop. I'm not trying to hype the guy up. I'm just telling you what I see at practice, and he looks like a player. Um, and and you know there's there's a lot to be said about, you know, right now they're just they, – they've been in shorts and, and a jersey and a helmet. They were in pads with the exception of knee pads and all that on Sunday, and he still was, in my opinion, one of the best receivers out there. 
I just think that's a great addition for Mississippi State, and I think we've included him on the starters, but I don't, I don't know if we've put enough emphasis on him and what he does inside the red zone. I think that's your that's your red zone threat this year. What I find interesting about Polk is not necessarily the most physical specimen out there. You talk about being a red zone target. Yep. You think about a bigger receiver who can use his body. He's just a guy. He has great body control. You know, when you watch him on these catches, he under he's his positioning relative to the ball, relative to the defender. You could tell he's a veteran player who mm-hmm. understands where he needs to be to make catches. Um, so, and, and in, in a lot of ways, Jameer Calvin's like that too. He's yeah. a lot smaller than I thought, but he just gets open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I would give Polk the edge, but you're talking about a player and Calvin that understands this offense backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. and I think that he's going to be to factor into things as well. State's just got a lot of options at wide receiver. They really do. And I mean, I, I was really impressed. and I, I'm a big Rufus Harvey homer, but it, when they were going through you know, the early drills, uh, one-on-ones and things like that, nobody could guard him. Yeah, He is just an Teddy exceptional. Teddy Knox had some good catches. Teddy Knox, Teddy Knox got open a few times and made some plays. I mean, these wide receivers are ahead of the defensive backs right now. And then you, you put that on top of I – mean, we were talking about the, 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 the new guys. Uh, I thought Malik Heath and Austin Williams have looked good. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're not seeing much of Wally, but he's out. Th- he's out there going through some drills, so it's not an injury. It's not an injury uh, problem. Maybe it's, it's not even a concern. It's just you sort of know what you have with Jaden Wally. Yeah. So you know he got back out there a little bit. Yeah. On, on They'll Sunday. start ramping him up and putting him into drills when they get closer to the first game. But right now, you've got to find other guys to compliment him. And I think that's that's good news for State that you haven't noticed Jaden Wally as much at practice. Mm-hmm. You know what to expect from him. Yeah, you, you've mostly s- seen some pleasant surprises from that group. You know, Austin Williams has been solid. You knew what you're going to get from him. Jaden Wally's been solid, but seeing Rufus Harvey out there winning one-on-one battles, seeing Makai Polk come in and just kind of look like a look like a dude right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he looks like he's been here for three years, and that's huge. You, you don't have a, a big acclimation period. And, hey, he might hit that when the season comes around. And like I said, I don't want to put unrealistic expectations on him. I'm just saying from what I see in, in practice, he's making the catches. He's, he's getting separation inside the red zone, and he has a really good feel for the red zone. Whenever he's in there, he knows how to get those feet down and, and score. And I think that's huge because this offense isn't always going to have you know big long fifty yard plays, and they're also not going to be able to punch it in a lot of times from inside the five yeah. uh, on the ground. So they're going to need some guys to make a catch in the back of the end zone. And nobody really kind of emerged as that kind of threat last year. They had a lot of issues at times. So to to see a guy step forward like that, I think is huge. And you just have so many different type of receivers it's yeah it's the it's the biggest mixed bag i've ever seen in mississippi you've got state. different guys for different matchups for whatever you want to do you need if you state has some situations where they can go with like four guys who would all be slot receivers and put yeah. some speed on the field but they also have some situations where they can put bigger receivers out there if they want to body up and or especially in the red zone or third and short and just use that to their advantage or, or guys who could be better blockers if you want to throw out to the running backs. And we haven't talked about Malik Keith. I've I thought he's looked he's, really he's good. He's looked really good. Uh so State's got a lot of options there at wide receiver. And also I've been 
really impressed with Jaquavius Marks. I think he looks like a different kind of player out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more bulk on him. He's shedding tackles. He looks like he's ready to roll. I mean, he's he's kind of locked in. And you got Dylan Johnson back there too. So you feel really good about your running backs. Um, so and we hadn't even talked about the offensive line yet. Yeah, so. let's 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 get to the backs here, and then we'll go to the line, and then we'll do defense in the second half of the show. You mentioned Marks, and you're right. Uh, you, you can tell he sort of you know, remade his body is a is a stretch because he he's still the same kind of guy, but you can tell he's put on some good weight, some mm-hmm. muscle, so he looks pretty good out there. Um, and we haven't talked about this, but uh, some new some new wrinkles to this offense. Some some yeah, option seen, looks we were seeing. We've seen some speed option. We've seen some quarterback draws. We've seen you know design runs that we haven't seen a whole lot of in the past. And you know if you if you start implement, implementing that a little bit, I mean I was talking about the speed option. If you run that speed option against three down linemen, that's that's six seven yards. That that immediate. It'll only I mean. take about two or three of those plays before somebody's like, all right, we have to change defense. Yeah. So. And they need that. They they need to they need to keep you, the defense guessing. And maybe and they're doing that to to get us to talk about it and throw people off. I don't know. Well, you say six or seven yards. I mean, if the play is executed properly with the talent you have with Marks and Johnson, those could be big plays. Yeah. You know, 20, 30, 40, 50 yards. You know, guys are dropping back. You know, you've got to make one guy miss, and the next thing you know, you're in the secondary. Yeah. So it's just I like, I like have, seeing that. They've got to have something other than just dropping right. back and – and letting the defense know that you're going to pass. Mark, we've said this before. Marks and Johnson are talented players. You have to find ways to get them with the, getting the ball into their hands with their shoulders square to the line of scrimmage, running Moving. downhill instead of them catching the ball with their back to the defense. That's what you need to do. And I like that. I like. Give Mike Leach credit. We've we've talked. Oh, he's never changed. He's so stuck in his ways. This is his system. Blah blah blah. Well, he comes out here the first week of practice. Like here, look at this. And and I you know Mike Leach doesn't strike me to go back to what you were just saying as the kind of guy who's let's just put this out there for the media to talk about. If he's working on it, it's because he wants to run it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, just a semblance of a running game can go a long way. I mean, you you don't have to be top five in the league right. in rushing attempts, but just show that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Show that at, at any given time. I can hand the ball off and we can pick up twelve yards. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in that drop eight and everybody's just gonna run backwards and try to guard people, then we'll just run past the three people up front and we'll pick up good positive yardage on first down. I mean, you gotta be able to at least show that. And I mean, you can be a pass heavy offense and have a ton of success. That's happening everywhere. People are people that are pass heavy offenses are winning championships. That's not that you don't have to be run heavy or 60-40 run the most, to win. The most important stat for Mississippi State in the running game is yards per carry. Yards per it's carry. It's not number of carries and it's not number of yards. It's just when you run the football, can you get five and a half yards a carry? Can you, you eat can, up some chunks? If you can do that, you're fine. You, you, the other teams have to respect that. If you're getting three and a half yards a carry, you're going to see a lot of three-man fronts. Yeah, You're going to see a lot of guys dropping eight. There's no way around that. And listen, this offense has had success against three man front. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think you know people say this is the uh, kryptonite or whatever. I, I don't think that. I think this offense can beat any kind of defense. It's just last year, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's personnel or what. They just 
they couldn't have a ton of success against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do think they did against some teams, uh, Ole Miss, Georgia, to an extent Georgia was running some man and some zone. And Ole Miss is Ole Miss was the just worst bad. defense in the country. I yeah. mean, they, they, were, they were in position a lot of times and they just couldn't make plays. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I think that's a good sign. You know, the offenses look pretty sharp at practice. It's, sometimes it's, it's a challenge for me to know – what looks good and what looks if it's just somebody being bad mm-hmm. like you know today we saw some busted coverage mm-hmm. and then you look out there it's the third team that's freshman right. that's running their third practice right so you have to take what you see with a grain of salt you got you got to be even keel with some of this stuff when i when i look out there and i see makai polk beating emmanuel forbes mm-hmm. on a play or that's something. martin emerson yeah. Then that's that's a that's a big deal. When you see but, him beating Jay Hampton, you're yeah, like, eh. it's a you know that's a little. One thing something. I will say, and I like this is something just for me. When somebody, uh, when there is a busted coverage, sometimes those those are the toughest throws to make. Yeah, guys, just wide open. You're just, you you think too much. For the most part, when I saw those kind of plays, they were hitting those receivers from Will mostly. Yeah. Uh, there, there was you know when there, when the defense guys made a like mistake, that. When the defense made a mistake, Will Rogers was able to punish it. Yeah, that's a good sign. That's a good thing to me. And, and uh, Chance Lovertich, it's important to note. Is, he not a big kid, mm-hmm. but he makes some good crisp throws. Um, you got to hope that I think you got to you got to get Sawyer Robertson to push Up past to him. Speed, yeah, he's got to he's got to get past him. Yeah. I agree. Um, to to be on that trajectory, but you really need Jack Abraham to get back healthy mm-hmm. and to be secured in there as your number two. That's a solid number two. And then let's get to the point where everybody's sort of wondering: is the offensive line some 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 switcheroos there? Looks like LaQuinston Sharp is going to be at center. Cole Smith is going to be at guard. Uh, Scott Lashley, right tackle. Um, Dollar Bill, right guard, and of course Charles Cross over there. At left tackle, it's a battle. I'll put it that way between them and state. I think state's front three are really good. Yeah. You know, Randy Charlton looks really good. Jordan Davis looks really good. Crumney is good. We'll talk more about the defense in the second half. But the offensive line is winning their battles. They're and not getting whipped. They're not getting whipped. No. And that that was one of those things last year. You know, you could the defenses could just pin their ears back and just whip the offensive line. But that mm-hmm. group is holding its own. And winning a lot of battles too, and giving Will Rogers time back there. We talked to Mason Miller on Saturday and talked about that move from Laquinston Sharp mm-hmm. to center. And he said, you know, we just we moved Sharp to center, we moved Cole Smith to guard, and they both were better at those positions. So they kind of stuck with it. And now, so Cole Smith's kind of battling some at guard, and he's doing some center too. So he's kind of fighting his way in there. That they have some interchangeable pieces. Cam Jones can go to right tackle if needed. Cole Smith can go to to left guard if needed. Cole can be center. Sharp can be guard. So there's some pieces there. The lot the guys that are locked in right now is um, Charles Cross mm-hmm. and Dollar Bill. Yeah, everything else. Everybody is else is, and I feel like Scott Lashley to an extent is pretty locked in at right tackle. Mm-hmm. They they seem to be happy about that, but. The, the main thing for Mason Miller is just getting the five best offensive linemen in there and having them up to speed on what position they're going to they're gonna run. You know, Charles Cross is not going to run play guard. No. 
Um, and I don't think Scott Lasher is going to play guard. So I feel like the two those two tackles are set. But the other guys can move a little bit. You know, even Dollar Bill can move to tackle if they need him. I like him better at guard. But right now, that's just a that's a big group up front. I mean, LaQuinston Sharp is the smallest guy. But you look at Scott Lashley and Dollar Bill side by side, those are two huge guys. Yeah. And Charles Cross looks like a legitimate tackle now. Yeah. He's put on a lot of weight. He's over 300 pounds, and it's a good 300-plus. He's, he's filled out to what everybody thought he could be. Yeah. And I, I feel like this, this could be a huge year for him. I agree. I agree with you. Let's move over to defense, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, Welcome Home Beef products available at Val's Marketplace here in Starkville. So if you are here in Starkville, you're here for it. And now think about how much easier that's going to be for you guys on game day wanting to tailgate. Because, you know, Welcome Home Beef, great products, but those products were always you know kept in the freezer. Not true at Val's Marketplace. Everything is fresh. They can cut to order. So if you want steaks that day, show up. You can pick them up. Beef ribs, tri-tip. And, of course, just burgers and, and, and that kind of stuff if you want to go that way. So Val's Marketplace has got you taken care of. And, and, of course, Welcome Home Beef is now starting to pop up all over the state. If your local grocery store doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, you need to find out why. Call your grocer and call Welcome Home Beef. That number is 662-268-8148 or visit them online, welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. They're starting to ramp up right now. School's getting ready to start here in Starkville. And, man, those play, that place will be hopping all football season long. Make sure it's on your to-do list whenever you're in Starkville. Grab some smoked wings, some barbecue tacos, and a burger. Great, great food, great atmosphere, and a great time to be had. In the heart of the Cotton District, smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it easy for you. They've got a two-way plan to success. They're going to give you a lot of options as far as your business goes, any kind of technological needs you have, copiers, printers, anything that you know helps you mail things out, print things off, store information, whatever it is, they've got you taken care of. And then they back up everything they sell with incredible customer service, the kind you would expect from your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are. They are your neighbor. They're a Mississippi business. They help Mississippians first and foremost, and they've been doing it for 46 years. Call them today at 601 601- 362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Let's switch over to the defense, the defense and the defensive line. And like I said a second ago, I was really impressed with most of those guys. Charlton, Davis, Crumity, Cameron Young. And then there's Nate Pickering. Honestly, he looks like he's not ready to play. I mean, we're just going to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. He's got a long way to go it seems like and I don't I, I think partially some of that was the time off that he spent away from the team mm-hmm. when he opted out from COVID but um, yeah he's I mean he's going to have to pick it up because Cameron Young has shot past him mm-hmm. at this point he is your nose tackle and there's going to be there's going to continue to be battles there on the defensive line mm-hmm. and that's a guy that you were kind of counting on and he's kind of falling back a little bit so y- you hope that he can kind of Get it together and and um, get ready to play. He's got plenty of time. I mean, he's he's got a month to to kind of get it rolling here. But but he's got to do it. He's he's going to have to do it. Yep. Because there there are some formations they're running with Crumbies out there at the end, and I, I like that. I and mean, that's that's you talk about stopping wanting to stop the run with Crumbie and Cam Young out there. I mean, that's two big boys, and and Crumbie is athletic enough to play out there on the defensive end. But you really need Pickering to come in and be that backup nose guard. You want him to be that number two guy. 
Uh, if he's not the number two guy and Cam Young is, who's the next guy? Is it Armandus Cooley? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else is running nose tackle. Is Alan Love in the mix? I don't know. Alan Love is not on this team. We That's right. We talked about that the other day. Um, Why? Do I, I can't get him out of my head. Neither, neither can the guy that asked the question. Yeah. Um, I guess Cooley is the is is the, the other guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think Crumity. She might can move Crumity inside. Yeah. I think Crumity's going to start inside. I think. I think the starting D line is Crumity with with Charlton and Davis on the outside. But then you have some options to move Crumity outside. For well, Crumity's been out. He's been working outside. He hasn't worked any at nose tackle. I thought I've seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen him there. He might have. He might have worked some there. But okay. he's been. He's been working on the outside. Okay. Some. Um. But yeah, Cameron Young's been. I mean, he's solid. He's he's really solid. He's he's really worked hard to get in that position. Yeah, I agree. Linebackers, you sort of know what you've got there. I think I think Buki Watson is a little bit a little better than advertised. Uh, I think uh, you know, talking to Zach Arnett, I think he's very uh, happy with him. I think that you know as, as happy as Zach Arnett can be, I guess I should say. Um, Brule and and Wheat have been they've looked really really good in my state's going to be able to get after the quarterback this year. They've just got the athletes at the end position and the outside linebacker position that's going to be they're going to be able to be successful when they blitz. And when you combine that with what you know you have at the cornerback position. You got a lot of opportunity to, to force turnovers. You can't predict turnovers. That's something you can just come out and say, "Hey, this team's going to force a lot of turnovers." Doesn't matter who the corners are, but the the opportunities are definitely going to be there because state is going to put pressure on quarterbacks. Yes, they. And I saw another good thing about the offensive line. From what I saw, they were picking up blitzes because Arnett was was still dialing it up and was bringing it from from all areas. So. Uh, but these guys were, were getting in the backfield, but that that's the good thing about this offensive line. They're starting to pick it up. But Jordan Davis has been really impressive in yeah. the first few days. Uh, I mean, if Mike Leach is, is calling your name out on defense, mm-hmm. that's a big deal because, quite honestly, I don't know how much he watches the defense. Um, so if he was popping off the page, that was a big deal. And he, he called out Fred Peters. He called out Colin Duncan. Um, a, lot, a lot of the players are – or talking about Colin Duncan's probably the most improved guy on the team at this point, and I think that's huge for for State. But yeah, the the defensive line to me looks solid. Randy, Randy Charlton looks the part, and he made a few plays in a couple of practices that we've seen. Um, needs to keep working to to get on the field. But State has some solid depth up front, yeah. um, and, and you know in a, with a three man front, I mean you don't have to have a ton of guys. I mean. That that depth worry starts to disappear a little more than it would with a four man front, you know. So I, I like the group that they have. I do too. I think I think they they've got good depth, and I, but I think they're the starting six. I guess you would say they're good. I mean that's just a good group one one hundred percent. And then in the secondary, I think I've been I was pretty impressed with the safety play. I, I think that you know Colin Duncan looks like he's. I, I'm a big fan of Colin Duncan. I feel like he is a guy. Who can be? I don't know that he can be an All SEC guy because there's just so much secondary talent in the conference. But he can definitely be one of those underrated guys that sort of shows up on somebody like a Cole Kublick's list of players, kind of thing. Uh, Jalen Green, very good. Fred Peters looks like he's back 100. percent That's good news for Mississippi State. Yeah, and by the way, I was looking at this uh, depth chart on day one. Crumity was 
working with the nose guards. Okay. I've seen him line up some on the outside, but um, he he was working with the nose guards. But they have had they had different. Um, according to Paul's depth chart, they've mm-hmm. they changed it up the last couple of days because he had Jack Harris first team on here, and I you know Jordan Davis has been working with the first team the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I you know I've I I don't know where this thought process came about Colin Duncan last year being terrible mm-hmm. because I thought by the end of the year he was pretty darn good. It, there was the first game he started was against Alabama and the best receiver on the planet mm-hmm. in college football and he was tasked with guarding him for some reason and um, gave up a couple of touchdowns I think and there's just been this perception on message boards that he's not any good and that's not the case. He's What's interesting about that, too, is a lot of times that comes from your recruiting profile. You know, if you were an underrated guy. But Colin Duncan was like a high three-star guy. Like, he was in the 88s, almost an 89. So he probably wasn't too far off of being a four-star. He had some good offers. Yeah, he was kind of like he, he was kind of like an Aaron Brulee type. That yeah. Had good, he had good it's, offers. It's weird that he has this perception, then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the safety group, the top three safeties, that, that they're pretty salty with Fred Peters, mm-hmm. Jalen Green, and Colin Duncan. And then you've got great leadership with C.J. Morgan. That's a guy who's not going to yeah. make mistakes to beat you. They've got to find another guy there. Another young – I don't know who it's going to be. Young guy. Sean Preston. Sean Preston. It's you know, Dylan okay. Lawrence has really surprised me. You've been me. mentioning him, yeah. Um, and, again, this is another thing where you, you don't want to jump too far ahead of yourself by watching practice. But – just from what I've seen from him, he's got some good coverage skills. I mean, obviously has a has a great build to him, and he's playing safety, which most of us thought he would play. I don't know where this concept came from that he was going to play cornerback. He's just not built for cornerback, in my opinion. So he's he's grown into a safety, and I, I think that he's going to be um, much better than a lot of us thought previously. He's I agree. He's been good. So the depth at safety is starting to come along, mm-hmm. and. I think that that group's going to be pretty good, and the, and the cornerbacks, they just need to stay healthy at quarter cornerback. I mean, I I don't trust a whole lot behind Emerson and Forbes right now. Right, that, they, they've Richardson got to stay healthy. Okay, yeah, and then beyond that, yeah. you've you've got to stay healthy. Yeah, you got to stay right. healthy. You, those two need to be playing most of your reps. Yeah, there there's no doubt in my mind, no doubt whatsoever. MJ Daniels would be playing if he were at Mississippi State. He'll probably play at Ole Miss, but he'd be playing here. I don't know. You know, it's they just don't have the guys. I, I, He'd be playing at corner, I think. I, I don't know. He, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. To be honest with you, well, I mean, you. I don't know what's going to happen long the, term. I'm just saying that right now he'd be in that rotation. Maybe so. Yeah, uh, and maybe he wouldn't figure it out. But I, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, so. I think he had a ways to go too. I think. Oh, he had, I think well, he had a, a lot of work. I mean, yeah. I, I, he, I, no doubt. But I'm just saying, from a, t- he had the athleticism to at least get you started there. And another thing, like we we all like, I feel like we all expect these freshmen to just be shining right now. Yeah, you really get a sense of how difficult it is to adjust right. this level when, it, like, when Sawyer Robertson gets out there and he just he don't look like any any of the other guys yeah, ahead of him. You watch Sawyer Robertson throw. You're, you sometimes you wonder like, how did he get a scholarship? Yeah. And that's just – he's it's, a freshman. It's going to take some time. You, you're getting in this, and the speed of the game is is so fast. And, and you're and you're having to adjust with these huge 300-pound linemen yeah. running after you. You're having, you have five different running people running. Running as fast running. as you do. You're not going up against a 5'8", 145-pound right. guy anymore. Yeah. Um, and then you look – a lot of people want, want to know about John Lewis, guys like that. 
they are not John Lewis, Ty Cooper. They're not ahead of Sherman Timms right now. No, Sherman Timms is a former walk-on, which I've I've been told that both he and um, London Craft are scholarship guys now. Yeah, he's a solid dude, and he he is far ahead of those guys right now because you're adjusting to so many things. They're they're they've adjusted to the weight room, the speed, taking in exactly what they have to do from these coaches. Um, you know, this is. This would worry a lot of people if they came to practice and saw these freshmen. They'd be very worried, but this is normal for every freshman. Absolutely. Every freshman everywhere is getting dogged out by the coaches and, and the seniors, and um, they're getting burnt. I mean, that that this is just what you go through during your yeah. freshman year. Another thing that people, that, that fans especially, forget sometimes is that State's not the only team practicing right now. Yes. You get all this, oh, man, we just, we're doing all this work. State isn't working any harder. Everybody's working right now. Than anybody else is. Everybody's working right now. So, you know, take the practice reports with a grain of salt. We try to give you as much of the straight facts as we can here on on the podcast. And I know Robbie does whenever whenever he writes and he and Paul write something up. Uh, So, you know, just take it all with that grain of salt. You know, state looks – I'll say say this. Watching state right now, my my initial projection is 7-5. and Nothing I saw this weekend takes away from that. And if anything, it would probably add to it a little bit. You might convince me to go to eight and four, but we'll see. We'll see. Everybody else is practicing too. Just, just always remember that when you're looking at stuff. I think Mississippi State is going to be much better than people. I agree. National with that. media is giving them. I definitely credit. agree with that. I mean, you know, some the people saying they're not going to win a conference game and things like that. I mean, that's it's foolishness. Just, um, it's just not it's having not any knowledge yeah, of what agree. you're talking about. I agree. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, we'll continue to talk about Mississippi State football and uh, a few more things, and then uh, the the rumblings on Wednesday. And, of course, we've got some opponent previews, some SEC previews, and we'll preview a lot more as well. Guys, have a great uh, rest of your Sunday, and then Monday, and we'll be back to you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.